Not so long ago, I was a quiet average man. Now I found my voice, I threw my fears in the quicksand. Talking about life, the good, the bad, the ugly side. My name's Joe Vance, now let me take you for a ride, yeah. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Not Your Average Joel. So we are on episode five already. I can't believe that we are already at episode five. And today is definitely going to be a lot different because this time I have more than one guest this time. So it's going to be a good group conversation on this topic. But before I get into this topic, I want to introduce to you to both of my friends, Deanna and Caitlin. So I met Caitlin almost 10 years ago at this uh, Christian organization called The Basement. And uh, we hit it off and like, so we, every time we would see each other, like, so we would, uh, we would talk and, and there was definitely some great experiences there. And unfortunately the organization um, floundered and went away, but we still have kept in contact over the years. And this is actually our first time seeing each other in almost like, eight seven eight years so it's definitely good to have you on here Caitlin (laughs) yeah so and then I also have Deanna I actually met her um, a little over a month ago uh, when I went to Ireland and we went we went uh, once we met on this travel group agency called EF and let's we went out there and spent about seven eight days out there and I met a bunch of people, a bunch of really friendly, nice people out there and had a good time. I'm experiencing the culture of Ireland. And Deanna was definitely one of those that like I was always talking to. So I knew that she would be a good, you know, you know, someone good to be on this podcast. So thank you for being here, Deanna. Of course. Thank you guys for having me. I'm super excited about it. No problem. So before we get into this topic, and before I tell you what this topic is about, I'm going to have both of my guests um, introduce themselves. So I'm going to start with Deanna. So just let us know your name, where you're from, uh, what you do for work, and all that good stuff. Awesome. So my name's Deanna. I'm from New Jersey. Um, I work in the insurance industry. I'm not going to specify what insurance company I work for, but I'm part of their management development program. So essentially I'm going through like all the different parts of handling claims through insurance. It's definitely a fun field to be in. I recently took on the role of internship coordinator. So it's been an exciting time. I've been taking care of all the new people who we hope will be soon joining our company if they perform well. And in terms of passions and what I like to do outside of work, I'm really passionate about traveling. Like Joel had mentioned, we met traveling in Ireland. I've been to over 15 different countries, primarily most of Europe, but I have made it over to Africa as well. So really excited about that and hope to continue my traveling journey as well. Yes, nice. Yeah, I love traveling. I haven't been to that many countries, but I hope to someday, especially all of Europe. I love Europe. <laughs> so Incredible. Much. And congratulations, by the way, on your new like role that you've taken on as well. Thank you. Thank you. I've been loving and embracing it. It's bringing, it's been bringing like a whole entire new mentality to the office, just like 
their eagerness, their passion, their readiness to work. So it's been a fun time. Yes, I'm glad that you've been enjoying it so far. So up next, I'm going to have Caitlin do the same thing. I want her to tell us where she's from, what she does for work. And then I also know she is a college student. So she's going to tell us where she goes to school and what is she is what she is majoring in. <laughs> I'm Caitlin. Um, I live in West Blockton, Alabama. Very small town. Um, you've never heard of it. I can promise you. A lot of people think that when they when I say West Blockton, oh, that's in Birmingham, right? Nope, absolutely not. Um, very small town in central Alabama, but um, I work at a pharmacy. I'm a pharmacy technician, and I love it. Um, I love my job. I love my patients. Um, I mostly love my coworkers. There's a couple that I kind of scrabble with sometimes, but um, and I'm in college at the University of Montevallo. Um, I'm an English major with a Spanish minor. I started out as a math minor thinking that I was going to go into the education field, but God changed my plans, even though I wasn't happy about it. And um, now I'm a Spanish minor and I'm looking into, um, I really want to go into um, translating for, um, for people who aren't able to speak for themselves, um, whether it be in a hospital situation or in more of like a social work situation, or um, even as like a missionary, like I just love, I love the thought of travel. I've never been outside the country before. The closest I've ever been was on a cruise, but um, there's many places I want to go. Ireland and Scotland both are at the top of my list. So that y'all meeting there was really cool. But um, I also would like to go, I have a friend who who is from London and she goes and visits her family um, periodically and I always tell her that I'm going to go over there with her so that we can go visit Hogwarts mm. so, love that <laughs> <That's> yeah <laughs> that would be really nice to go to London I've never been to <laughs> London so I hope to one day go there as well I know Deanna you've been to London haven't you I have been and it's incredible and you're right like the picturesqueness London won't remind you of it uh, but the university, there's two of them. I forget the one off the top of my head that Hogwarts was actually written in and created by. Like the homage you'll see and what you'll feel when you go there is incredible. You'll love it when you experience it. Oh, I'm going to experience it one day. I look forward to it. Yeah. You know, when I go, maybe you can go too. <laughs> Definitely. I would love that. That would be a good time. That's for sure. Yeah, because I think when I met you, I didn't realize that you were you're in a different position. I think when I met you, you were actually working at a gas station, weren't you? I was. I worked at a gas station in West Blockton for about eight years. Um, and I loved the people. The hours were hard because it was late night and my late night customers tend to get a little on the interesting side. Um, but I always had a police officer close me down. So it wasn't like I was ever like threatened or anything, but, um, but yeah, it, it, I had been there about two, two and a half years, I guess. Um, when, um, a friend of mine from high school, her mom came in the gas station was like, there's a pharmacy you need to go apply for. And I've already talked to the, to the boss there about you. So he's just waiting on you to call him to set up an interview. I was like, excuse me, what are you even talking about? Like, I've never considered working in a pharmacy. And she was like, just trust me. And so I called him. And when I walked in, he was like, just so you know, I'm going to hire you. Like, didn't even look at my resume. Like, he took it from me, but then doodled on on, on it. We sat there about family and how he knew, because he knew all my family, which was interesting. But um, 
we talked about family and we talked about Alabama football and that was how I was interviewed. It was weird. <laughs> that would be such a nice interview. Definitely. It would be a lot. It uh... was. I had the job and I didn't even have to worry about it. Like I, I walked in and I was so stressed out. And within two seconds, I was like, mm, okay, this works. This is where God wants me. <laughs> yeah, that would be an amazing interview. I wish my interview went like that. <laughs> it would have been so nice. But yeah, like in, in case for people, like well, there is a very good chance you don't know where West Blockton is. It is not far from Tuscaloosa, Alabama, which um, if you've heard the term Roll Tide, then you know that is where it originates from, from Tuscaloosa, because the University of Alabama is there. That's where mm -hmm. our football team is, of course, and all the other sporting events. Mm -hmm. And you know, I said, roll tide is a big um, word, a big sentence that we use very often. And just about um, every, like, there's, like, different ways you can, like, use roll tide. <laughs> it's become, like, a, like a word of its own here in Alabama and like other people even know about it too like uh in Ireland as I met somebody from Canada and she even knew where Roll Tide was so she was like yeah. when you yeah yeah when you think of Alabama it's like Roll Tide it's like yep that, that's basically it <laughs> so so yeah so uh, I think we are going to go ahead and jump into this topic. But before I say that, I'm going to apologize to everybody for my pink face. I went to Atlanta. I'm freshly back from there. I went to a Braves game. So if um, so, I'm not shirtless. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But uh, I am. I said, uh, got a good bit of sun. I did not wear sunscreen. So well, technically. I don't, I'm not sunburned. I have a farmer's tan. <laughs> so if people want to get technical like that. So anyway, so today our topic is going to be on being alone or loneliness. So this is something that, um, that I definitely can relate to. And I'm sure because both Deanna and Caitlin are on here that they have dealt with loneliness or being alone as well. So I have a few questions for both of them. And, you know, I definitely have some thoughts regarding these questions as well. So let's go ahead and get started. So my first question is going to be, um, if I can get both of you um, to share with me a moment or some moments where you have felt isolated or outcasted. And I, I'm going to start with Caitlin. Oh, goodness. There's really not a time that I think that I've been in a lot of situations where it's like that. Actually, I've always been kind of a loner, um, which is so weird because like, I know when you met me, like I was always hugging everybody and like, you know, I'm a very friendly person, but I do like my time alone. Um, but being isolated tends to happen a lot with, um, coworkers. Um, I struggle with, um, I guess putting myself out there, putting myself in those situations. Like I just, I stay to myself a lot. And so I tend to be the one that people don't think of when they're wanting to hang out with or when they want to go places or do things. And, um, I mean, coworkers, I have some friends that, you know, I find out that they hung out and like, Oh, that sounds like fun. Oh, we didn't even think that you would like that. It's like, you know, um, the most recent, I think, um, for myself was, um, a friend of mine at church, um, and she totally didn't mean anything by it, but, um, our whole little, and I don't want to say girls group because it makes it sound kind of like a click, but our, it's kind of like a 
Sunday school group. We call them life groups. Um, they were, all the ladies were kind of hanging out and no one thought to let me know. And I was kind of like, but, um, when my friend realized she was like, I didn't think that you'd want to come. And I was like, just because I don't do well in situations where we're, um, in a larger group rather than one-on-one doesn't mean I don't want to be invited. doesn't mean I won't come. It just means I won't be as outspoken. Um, so there's definitely been a lot of times like that. People think that because I'm more reserved in big groups, it means that I don't want to be invited to these things and I don't want to be a part of these things. And I do, you know, it's just, just cause I'm quiet doesn't mean that I'm not enjoying myself and they tend to take it the wrong way. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that for sure. As I've always been the quiet guy as well, um, like growing up and lots yeah, just because I may have kept to myself doesn't mean that like I didn't want to have friends. And I think that's kind of like what uh, maybe people viewed it in that way. So let's see, I definitely um, can say honestly that I don't think I had like any friends really until like middle school. And then like, and it, it would be weird. Like I would be friends with them. And then like the summer happens, you know, I don't see them. Then like the next school year comes and then it's like, I'm a ghost to them. It's like nothing. It's almost like we were never friends at all. It's almost like, who are you in a way? So it's very weird. So like that definitely happened for me in middle school. And I can, I can really say that like, I didn't really have a true friend until I was a freshman in high school. So I met these two people from out of state. They were from Georgia and they moved here to Alabama. So if you're watching Cliff and Christy, hello, <laughs> because I still keep up with them. I, we're not as close as we used to be only because they're, we're all in different times in our life. Cliff is married with a kid and, uh, and Christy uh, keeps busy um, working for the enemy because she works for Pepsi and I work for Coca-Cola. So, <laughs> but anyway, uh, I do keep up with her every now and then, you know, I see, I keep up with, you know, their, their mom and all that. And then um, after that, like I didn't really have only had them two in my life until uh, my junior year of high school. I met my friend Devin, which Caitlin knows because me and uh, Devin would come to the basement um, a good bit. And Liza, so yeah, Liza, those are like the first, those were like the only three that like I had for a while. And then like senior year, like I finally opened up and like I kind of got into a friend group. And then like, as soon as we graduated, it like, it disappeared. Like I never really saw them again. I, I did see them. Um, I did have a 10 year reunion last year. And like, I kind of drew my own little mini reunion and I invited them and they all accepted it and came. And listen, I got to see them. It was good seeing them, but then kind of dissolved again. So, so yeah, listen, I've kind of been in that same situation to where listen, it is almost like if you're quiet, it almost means that like, don't talk to him. Like, because maybe he doesn't want to be talked to when really it's still the way around. It's like, I want somebody to come to me. I'm just scared to go to you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And this is, I was going to say, this is huge, like extroverted versus introverted, right? So a lot of people are saying like, these are natural tendencies too, but it's actually really interesting, the psychological perspective and like the studies they've been doing. A lot of it they focus, is, focus on is like, are you, um, do you have siblings? Do you have a lot of siblings? Have you been put in situations where you had to be 
more extroverted, where you had to put yourself out there and introduce yourself and make more friends? Or were you more like involved with your family and you didn't need to necessarily be put out in that situation? So a big struggle point for me was also like you guys. So like high school, middle school, that was the point where I will say I was lacking the self-confidence or I haven't built up my self-confidence yet. So it was a bit, bit of a struggle, but I also knew that I wanted to put myself out there. So really, I will say probably my junior and my senior year, that's when I was finally able to make sure I was showing my personality, have confidence in myself, making different types of friends and different type of friend groups, like getting, getting and gaining their perspective. And then I was able to continue that through university. And then you start gaining this title of like, wow, you're an extrovert. You put yourself out there. People just naturally gravitate towards you. But it's like constantly pushing yourself to be that way and to make sure you're surrounding yourself with people you want to be like. So that was something I really had to take a step back and evaluate as well as I was transitioning from university to like my full career path was like, what type of people do I want to be surrounded by and supported by? Because a lot of people were fun to hang out with but were they my real friend and were they there to constantly support me when I needed them? That was a question I went through on the inverse end as well. Yeah. No, so it's definitely, uh, I, um, I know you mentioned about like, you know, how, like I said, you may have a, somebody may have a big family and then like, they almost almost have uh, no reason to like have friends in a way. And I, I kind of was like that, like, because I have 10 siblings. So like, of course I grew up in a big household and, uh, I said definitely had my brothers and sisters as my friends so in a way I said it was like that but then of course once you go out into school like I did have a brother that was a grade above me and then like I did have a a little sister that was like three grades below me all right pardon the interruption um I I had a little bit of technical difficulties and um I (laughs) apologize for that so I think we're going to try to continue back into the first question i'm just going to ask it again just in case if uh the first part of this uh this uh episode didn't record but um yeah as i was asking if uh, we can all share moments or a moment where we felt isolated or outcasted and i think i was talking at one point about like being extroverted and I mean, no, no, introverted. And, uh, but I was extroverted around my family, of course, because I had such a big family. So, Liza, there, but yeah, so once I got into school, um, Liza, I did have a brother, a grade above me. So, like, I did have him at times, but of course, we were in different grades that meant different classes. So, um, you know, so of course, there were times where I had loneliness, Liza, definitely through high school. But, uh, but what were y'all talking about while I was gone? <laughs> Um, yeah. So I'll let Caitlin take it away because it was, she was giving me some really in-depth good, like information about what she went through and like the differences between them versus now too. Um, I was just telling her that I have, um, a big family too, but not in the same sense as you. Um, like I have one sister, I couldn't have handled enough, any, any other, I don't think my parents had handled any more of us either. We were a little crazy, but, um, my great-grandmother, who is still alive, that's actually where I'm headed, um, she had four children, and then all of the, her children had multiple children, and two, actually two of her um, children ended up divorced and remarried, and so, like, their new spouses had kids, and so like, we just have a huge extended family on my mom's side, and so, like, 
like we're not we, my week when we gather at our house like there'll be certain people that's in the kitchen certain people that's in the living room certain people that's in the den in the dining room and like everybody else just kind of mingles through like you know we all kind of mingle through like you know aunt lynn might be in this room for a little bit and then she might go to this room for a little bit like we just kind of mingle with each other but um i was always extroverted growing up um, I didn't have a lot of close friends, but like I struggled with ADHD and I wasn't diagnosed until recently. Um, my dad's a teacher and he saw the way kids were on medicine and he didn't want to do that to me. So they handled it in other ways, but because of the ADHD, I was a little bit more out there, I guess, you know, I was always more outspoken The the introvertedness kind of came as I've gotten older and you know, when you get pushed down and stifled down so much and when you get told so much that you're just too much for people, um, it kind of, you know, it kind of makes you pull back a little bit. You know, you don't offer yourself up as as easy as you used to. And um, so that's where my introverted side comes out. But when I'm one-on-one with somebody, I'm not an introvert at all. I'm very extroverted when it's just me and someone else, but you put me in a group and I'm my, me, myself and Jesus right over here in the corner and I'll just listen to y'all. <laughs> but see that feeds back to like what we were talking about too, the self-confidence, like for so many people to try and say that to you just because they couldn't handle what you were saying or they couldn't handle your personality. That's not on them. If they think you're too much or I'm too much, that's on them for not being able to handle us or our personality. And that makes me so sad too, because we grow like we're even now we're in this young age, like our constant experiences and what we go through and the people we surround ourselves with constantly affect how we react and like how we put ourselves out there and what our impression is to people. And that's not right when we're surrounded by what we think are the wrong people who are steering us in the wrong direction. Like just by having this conversation. And I know we just met today, Caitlin, but you seem like a wonderful person. I would love to continue talking and keeping up and keeping forth and seeing your personality. And I know 10 other people in a room would love to hear that as well. It's just making sure we're making those right connections and staying with those people who are the the people we want to connect with. Yeah, that's what, and before um, the internet kind of messed up, that's what I was talking about, like, like my coworkers, like, there's a couple coworkers that just can't handle me, um, and, like, I've tried being on medication for it, and, like, I, I am for school just to help me push through college because school is a struggle for me, but um, I just have a couple coworkers that, you know, if I'm not, and they'll even ask me, have, have you had your medicine today? And I like, I'll tell them, no, I'm not taking my medicine just to make you feel better. Like, um, the pharmacist that I work with, her name's Amanda. She's one of my best friends. And she saw me before. She was like, I don't like you on medicine. Like, I know it helps you, but she's like, you're just not Caitlin on medicine. And I'm like, thank you for that. Because this person over here just don't like me when I'm not on it. So, but but male medicine is not who I am. So, you know. Yeah. You know, I definitely appreciate both of you sharing your, uh, like your stories as far as like what you went through with loneliness and being isolated because me, both of y'all initially, I definitely would have never thought that like either of y'all would have had these uh, thing, you know, these struggles just because like with Caitlin, I didn't get a handshake. I got a hug. It's like, she's like, I'm Caitlin. It's nice to meet you. And, that's what we always did every time we see each other. She's like, like, hey, and 
give me a big old hug. <laughs> so, I, and then like definitely with Deanna, like I said, I felt like there was no like, you know, like don't talk to me. Like I wanted to keep to myself. It was definitely a very friendly vibe, a good vibe I got from Leslie you and from your friend Veronica that came on. So in case if you're watching Veronica, hey, that's good. Uh, to Lisa connect with uh, with you while I was in Ireland. So hopefully you're watching this. But uh, but Lisa, yeah, I definitely appreciate both of you uh, sharing with me, you know, these uh, stories and you know what y'all went through also in middle school and high school. So I want to go into the next question, which is a little bit more of a positive. Uh, so so who all in your life has made you feel less lonely? in life. So I'm going to start with Deanna this time. Sure. So it's funny, we spoke about family, right? And we spoke about our family connections. So my mom's side of the family is a big Italian family, even though I am like, so I have a half brother, but from my mom's side, I'm an only child. So my half brother doesn't live super close to me, but not super far. Probably he's about an hour 45 to two hours away. So it is a pretty much a hike up when I go to visit him. We didn't grow up like hand in hand every day. So I do consider myself like raised wise on the daily more of a single solo child. But whenever I like needed the support, my family was always there for me. And then when I started to continue to grow and adapt my friend group and tailor it to like where I see it and where I like it fit. I was able to know what friends I could lean on and support on, but that took years for me to be able to do. And that took like very, like just me going through life experiences to say, Hey, this person's here for me. This person's not, I made sure I was there for them at a time of need. They were not here for me. And it's funny because at one point somebody told me, they turned to me and they were like, you know, you have really high qualifications to be your friend or like you surround yourself with high standards. But it's funny because you set like these standards and your goals for yourself. And if, if somebody you're surrounding yourself with isn't meeting them for you as well, like it isn't matching your energy or meeting what you're putting out there in the world, then I look at them and I'm like, do I want to be this person? Because if I don't want to be this person, this, the friend group or the people you're surrounding yourself with, you're going to become like that person. So really, I turn to the friends I have currently, my close friends. Love you guys if you're watching this. If not, hopefully you will be soon. And then my family as well. And I consider myself very lucky in the position I am in now. Yes, absolutely. I love that because you, you are right. Like, so the people that you surround yourself with, you want to have like a good, like you don't want them to change you for the worse. And like, I definitely have seen that where people want to be like the cool kid. They want to get into this friend group and then they end up, becoming that person like they become someone that is like unrecognizable and I see yeah, you definitely don't want to fall into that because then you lose who you are and like the the friends that you already have may not you know the family that you have you know may look at you differently as well so you know so that's definitely a very good points to make for sure so um for me um my like I love my family my my family's great but like my parents and my sister especially my sister like there's no it doesn't matter what's going on in my life um my sister's literally just a text or a call away um I mean she's we have opposite schedules we you know she's terrible when you wake her up but 
Um, you know, if she, if she knows that I need something or if she knows that something's going on, um, she'll, and she'll say, do you want to vent or do you want advice? And nine times out of 10, I just want to vent about something, but she's always there and she makes sure she's made sure over the years, like she's always been protective big sister. Like she can be mean to me, but nobody else can. She actually beat a girl up in high school for me. So it's pretty cool. Um, (laughs) um, she really did, but, um, but and then, like, for friends, um, my youth pastor, which is, is just probably going to sound crazy, but um, we're really good friends now. Like, she, um, she's older. Um, she was in her 60s when she was my youth pastor. But Miss um, Nelda, she, it, it never mattered what was going on, what was going on in her life. Like, the door was always open. Literally, when she lived in West Boston, they didn't lock the door. So, like, I could go over there anytime, day or night, like any of us could. She didn't care, but. Um, I can't tell you how many times, like, I, I would be like, mom, I'm going to miss Nelda's, you know, just sometimes you just need that person, especially at that age. Um, but now I think, um, I have a, a smaller circle, um, like used to, I'd have like a big friend group and a lot of people that I would talk to about things, but now my, my, my trustees are smaller. Um, my best friend, Jordan, we've been friends since we were five, you know, we've gone on and like, there's been times throughout life, you know, she'll say she went through the horrible middle school, you know, middle school age. And, um, she was a jerk then, but she wasn't as big of a jerk as she thinks she was. Um, but we've just, we've been friends for 25 years and thinking about that, like it's insane. Um, but she's always been there, you know, family members pass or things go wrong or um, I'm upset about something and she's always there, like no matter what. And she's like a sister. She's like another sister to me. Um, And then my friend Amanda that I spoke of earlier, the pharmacist that I work with, um, she has been with me through some dark stuff in the past, like since I've known her, like I've only known her about seven years seven eight years something like that and she we kind of hit it off immediately as friends but we we go to church together too and um she pulls me out of my comfort zone a lot and I'm thankful for all those times but she's also always there like she she's just a text away like she might be busy but she's gonna text me back later or about something going on I can just be like hey Amanda can you pray for me and you know she'll yeah I got you I mean and she knows that if I want to share it I will so she never asks you just I'll pray for you and then you know I'll if I want to share more I can or if not she'll she's like you know God knows what it is and I'm just gonna pray for you for it like that's her thing but um outside of my family those three are the ones um that are have have really kept me from feeling like I'm just so alone like I have other friends that I love hanging out with and stuff like church friends and stuff um the I'm in the choir at Grace Life and I love my choir family um like I hug all of them (laughs) I'm just a big hugger but um it took me a while to warm up to them but once I warmed up once it clicked it clicked and but um yeah Jordan and um Miss Nelda and Amanda are definitely my my top three people outside of my family that keep me from feeling like I'm so alone in this world. Yeah, I love that so much. And I love that you even mentioned about your youth pastor, because yeah, age 
definitely does not matter when it comes to friendship. You could be friends with somebody mm-hmm. in a nursing home. You know, I said, I'm, I even consider like my nephews and nieces, my friends, and like, they're all like under 10 years old, like a good bit of them. Some are like reaching their preteens to where they're soon going to be too cool to be around me. <laughs> but, uh, right now, like they like their, they like the fun uncle and, uh, but Liza, so I think yeah, definitely age doesn't matter. And I'm glad that you brought that up because I said definitely makes a very good point there. And it's good that you have people in your life that um, are loyal to you, like your sister. Like you said, I like that kind of mindset. It's like, yeah, I can mess with her, but don't you dare mess with her. I'm coming for you. <laughs> so I like that loyalty and someone that you could depend on, you know, even with, you know, outside of your family. So I'm glad that, um, you know, both of you have, you know, people that that you can depend on, like, you know, whether it's a small circle of friends or your family. And for me, um, it's mainly been my family, just because I've been in a big family. So I definitely have enjoyed, you know, like, uh, the close relationship, even as I've gotten older, I've been uh, closer to a few of my older siblings, because like, I know, when I was younger, like, two of my oldest brothers were like out of the house and married. So like by the time I was like five or six years old, I was already an uncle at that point. So like, it was like, I was closer to their children than I was to my own siblings. So, but as I've gotten older, um, it's definitely been a different experience. So yeah, definitely family. And then the very small group of friends that I have, you know, here in Alabama. So, and also as of just people that I've met, you know, uh, you know, from around the nation and around the world. So, but as far as like physically, I see just uh, two or three friends, you know, that I mentioned earlier. So, so yeah, there's that. So I'm glad that we all have uh, people in our lives that, you know, we can depend on and make us feel less lonely. That's for sure. (laughs) So, okay. Next question Um, is actually, I know, I said, I know a couple people, um, are going to be joining on like a future topic about this. I have a topic on singleness. So this question may be like in relation to that. So I may repeat the same question later on uh, with, you know, my future guests on the, on that topic. So my question is more on, um, do you ever feel lonely and like wishing that you had a spouse that you could spend like your life with? Or are you more the type of, like, you know, oh, I don't need a man to make me happy. And like, I love the independence. So I'm, I'm just kind of curious, like, uh, where do both of you stand on that? I'm going to start with Caitlin on this one. Um, It really depends on what's going on in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I tend to be, um, up until um, there was, there was a guy, you know, there's always a guy. Um, there was a guy who, um, he couldn't, we couldn't date. We couldn't date. And he always said, and I should have listened to him because he always is like, I'm just not, I'm just not good enough for you. And I'm like, no, don't say that. Don't say that. Like, I'm not better than you, blah, blah. And I'm not saying I am by no means. Like, not saying I'm better than him at all. But I was just a placeholder until um, his ex came back to him. Um, we never dated. He never would um, make anything official or anything, which honestly now I'm thankful for. But, um, ever since then, I've just kind of been like, I don't need a man. <laughs> like, um, I- okay. So her battery must have died. So 
Plus, uh, we've had uh, some few difficult, difficult te uh, technical difficulties, but we are going to continue this on, and I am going to have this posted. <laughs> so, I said we will definitely see her another time here very soon. <laughs> so, but it, that definitely sounds like, uh, you know, something, you know, something good to point out. Lysa is, uh, you know, so I guess feeling like she's a placeholder, and Lysa does taught her that, like, independence can be a good thing too so so but what about you yeah so I'm sad Caitlin cut off because she had such a unique and interesting perspective as well I, I'm definitely excited for the future and here to hear more about it but it's funny she mentioned it because it's, it's definitely all about timing right so there's times where I am killing it in my career or I am crushing it financially or with my investments. And I'm like, uh, I don't need anything whatsoever. I'm doing it all by myself, super independent, super self-sufficient. A lot of the times I was raised by a single independent mom. Like, so dependence, like, and depending on a person is kind of my weakness in a sense. And it's something I'm working on specifically building because it's scary when you're putting on this trust and all this dependence in somebody else and somebody whose reaction you don't know. You know, what, what is marriage at the end of the day, end of the day or a relationship, right? It's trusting each other and hoping you guys are going to always be there to support each other. And that I will say, like my, my um, attachment language is not attachment. So it's a little bit more difficult for me and a little bit more unique. And I know a lot of other people struggle through it and go through it as well. But there are times like when, you know, you're in bed at night or you're, you finish the just really stressful, stressful day at work or your job where you're like, oh, a back rub would be so nice right now, where it's like you feel isolated, especially if you're living on your, your own versus with other people or family to support you. So it's always a give and take. But I think just reminding yourself like what your goal is or your ambition is or what you're working towards and not to settle too. I think that's key. I hope that's key. I guess we'll see in the future if that is, but I don't really have an affirmative answer to it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say it's really good. Definitely not to just settle with just anybody. I said, I definitely want to, I like, if I ever get married, I don't want to just be with somebody just to say, Oh, I'm not single no more. Like I'm off the market, but like, I want right. to be with somebody that like, I like I can look to as a best friend and someone that I am in love with. So I said, I definitely want to date yeah. and marry with a purpose and, you know, so just, just, just because. <laughs> so I said, that's a very good point. 100%. To make. <laughs> so yeah, with me, like I said, I think, yeah, like I said, sometimes I can like just yesterday at the Braves game, I was uh like walking around, like trying to go to a concession stand and I saw this like, couple fighting over in the corner and I was thinking oh thank goodness I'm single at this moment like there's sometimes where like I can enjoy like and appreciate being single because like I can I can travel the world and you know it's definitely a lot cheaper that way unless I can travel single and um you know so I can avoid less of drama sometimes like I said and uh or you know just stuff like that but then I think for the most part I think I feel like as I get older um I always think about like having a future spouse um because like I've always had a desire to have a wife and children 
and right now it hasn't happened for me yet, of course, but I am hoping, you know, one day that it happens, and, you know, I said, just again, I want it to happen uh, with, like, a purpose behind the marriage, and not just out of convenience, or just because I'm feeling lonely, I'm just going to marry the next person that, that I run into, or, you know, anything like that. <laughs> Yeah. And just from what you were saying and reiterating what we were discussing, a few things like popped out and stood out to me, right? So there's close friends I have who have relationship tops, like they've never been single, like they come out of a 10 year relationship. And then maybe a week later, I'm hearing that they're in another relationship with somebody else. And it's just so interesting and so different from like, how, you know, people who are used to being single or who operate independently or differently. It's like, are you really over the last one before you're getting into the next one? And then the next one's lasting two or three years. And then the next one, again, is a couple of weeks later, even if that, and it's just constant jumping and jumping and jumping. And it's all with different perspectives and different people we are, but there's also got to be like a likability as well to yourself to be happy with yourself and being alone as well. And I think that's something a lot of people struggle with. And that's something I struggled with too in high school when I thought, I needed to constantly be dating somebody. Yeah. Yeah. You make a very good point. I know, I know too many people that like almost have like a fear of being single and like, just in like embracing being single. Like I feel like I do know those that are like relationship poppers. Like they jump out of one yeah. and they're out and like, they're so heartbroken. And then a week later you hear, Oh, like I'm with my new boo. And it's like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's like wait boo new boo what happened to old boo that you were crying about five days ago so yeah, yeah like, it is definitely a strange world out there lots of these people that like they're it's like they're not heartbroken over the guy or girl that they're with they're just heartbroken because they have nobody and now they're yeah. they're ready to just jump in with just anybody just to just to not be alone and it's like I said it's very it's very like sad to think about because like, so I said, I would never want to feel like I had to depend on somebody like, I guess, like a girlfriend or a wife to make me feel like less lonely. You know, I mean, it's definitely good to have a wife and all that, but like just anybody on the street, like, it's like, come on now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I have a friend just recently, she is a relationship hopper. And I consider her a close friend. And I asked her the other day, I was because she's hitting like the dating apps and the dating websites hard looking for somebody else. And it's only her second week out of a relationship. And I was like, what are you scared of at the end of the day, right? If you don't meet Mr. Right, what are you scared of? Like, do you want children? Is that what you're scared of? Because there are so many different options out there, right? If you really wanted children, if that's a thing, or like, what is your fear? And her fear, she literally said to me, was being alone and growing, growing old by herself. And I was like, you're not going to grow old by yourself. It fits into our theme of loneliness perfectly because she has a good, a good family, a good support system of her friends. She has a good amount of friends who are considered close friends to her, but it's just having that mentality and that mindset and that fearfulness as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely good to, uh, to have like a friend like you or to have, someone to like even talk about these things to to like you know figure out like why why do I do this like why do I jump from one relationship to the next is like it's 
definitely something that like it's definitely not healthy to do like for your yeah. mindset so but then again is being unattached a really healthy form as well so we all have we're all humans at the end of the day we all have different things we have to work on different perspectives different things that affected us growing up too like you know nature versus nurture a lot of our nurturings were different so it's interesting to see how that plays out and the psychological aspect but at the end of the day all we can do is try our best to achieve our goals yeah that's a very good point to make so i see it you definitely have to look at from all perspectives that's for sure so that's definitely a very good point to make so I think the next topic I want to talk about is on uh social media so we know social media is big I know you just mentioned that like your friend is going on like online dating apps and I definitely have had my experiences with it but uh but as far as like social media itself like do you feel like social media can make somebody feel less lonely So it's funny when you phrase this question, I was like, less lonely, because I kind of think of social media as the inverse, right? Because social media, when we think of different social forums, we think of Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, like people are just constantly putting out there the good times and the good highlights of their life, right? When they're at a 10 out of 10 or the peak, even on TikTok, we're seeing these TikToks of like traveling, we're doing this, that, or the other thing, or like a week's worth of outfits, like her outfit is so on point. Like you see people when they're at their top and their very best. And then you're going through life where your life isn't always like that a hundred percent of the time, but because of the posts or what's being portrayed, it looks like majority of other people's life are like that. I don't think that's realistic. And I honestly think social media makes me a little bit lonelier sometimes when I scroll through the apps and I go through the different forms and channels and I'm like, wow. I wish I could be there right now. Like I, I have a lot of travel friends who love to travel and it's amazing. And it gives me goals of places I want to go, but it also has me questioning, why am I working like this week or this month? Why aren't I on another vacation or exploring somewhere new? Or why aren't I doing this or that or the other thing? And I think it's important to constantly remind yourself and constantly take, you know, the adequate amount of breaks from social media, that that is an unrealistic standard to live and put yourself at. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad that you brought this up because yeah, the, when uh when I thought about this question, I could I saw it from both perspectives. Like I think of like well, it depends on the content that you're looking at, I guess. Because like I said, if you're looking at like maybe somebody that is struggling with like the same kind of struggle that you're dealing with, like maybe you can relate to that person and feel like less alone like let's say somebody let's say I'm struggling with like depression or something like that and I see somebody else uh posting on there like I'm you know really struggling with this and like I really want a friend to talk to then that like opens the door for like connection and friendship and like it can like lead to like you like almost like both of you encouraging one another lifting each other up and like you know, you're not alone in this. So like, I could see it from that. But for the most part, like I would say it would make me feel more lonely for the most part as well, because like, so you almost have this like unrealistic like goal in your head that you're thinking like, wow, this person's going here, 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 here. And it's like, you know, like, gosh, like, you know, why am I not doing this? You know, basically like what you said. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it's like, why am I not doing this? And then like, 
this person's married like how is that person married like this person's like the meanest person ever how is this person married how does this person have children and then it's like man like I I'm a I'm a loser I have no wife I have no kids so like it makes you like (laughs) and see yeah it's that compare and contrast like you just get it in your mind where it's like this person is this age and this should be my timeline and I should be here but I think the most impactful thing too is realizing this is not the accurate, like the actual or accurate situation, right? Somebody could be married by the time they're 25, they can be pregnant, they could be so happy and in the best relationship ever. Or on the other form, they could just be posting all of these photos together to try and save their relationship to try and remind their significant other and them of the happy times or this information. Like you are getting this small slither in scope. And for me, just because a lot of people aren't as vulnerable, I will say a lot of um, like my social media aren't just my inner circle of friends. It's more of like everybody, like my acquaintances, everybody I went to school with, whether it's high school, university, uh, some people I'm currently, you know, working with. So it like has a broader scope of things. And most people are very scared to put like their own vulnerability or their actual self on social media, right? most people's accounts are like a curated version of themselves of what they want the world to see or who they want to be yeah that's actually a very good point to make because yeah some people may like a you know like a married couple may post these things like you know making it seem like you know like oh this is like this is our life and like you wish you were us and stuff like this but and really deep down there may be those that post it and like you know want society to look at them and think like wow like I wish I had their life but then in reality they may be alone like you could be married to somebody and still feel alone or or you could have like a big friend group and still have times where you feel alone so that's definitely very good um you know things to think of for sure so so yeah I think I have gotten to the final question of this episode. So um, I, as I've gotten older, I have appreciated the idea of being alone sometimes. There are definitely uh, many good things about it. Like I said, there are still times, of course, where I don't want to be alone. You know, I want to be married and all that. But at the same time, in this very moment in my life, I, I appreciate, you know, being alone so, uh, I mean, I know we've talked about a few of these things, these things earlier, like as far as traveling and stuff like that, but, uh, but what are some like good activities that you like doing alone? Yeah. So a big thing I like doing alone is reading alone while it's really empowering being, you know, discussing a book, uh, reading on my own and having my own contacts and takeaways and being able to really you know, hone in on whatever I'm reading on is really something I enjoy doing. Uh, Another thing I really like doing is like shopping. Traveling is really scary. I'm not going to lie. The first time you book your own solo trip, whether it's in a group, like meeting up with a group or whether it's separately and you're not meeting up with anybody, it's really scary because, and particularly anything you do on your own could potentially be really scary for you if you're not used to doing it, right? But Mm -hmm. because it makes you take a step back and it makes you think a little bit like insecureness when you're looking around and you're seeing all of these other people with their other, like with their friends, with their family, with their significant other, whoever else they're with. 
So for instance, I'll take, uh, for example, a movie. I went to the movies for the first time by myself because I wanted to see a movie that nobody else wanted to see. None of my friends wanted to see it. None of my family wanted to see it, but I wanted to see it. Walking into there because I didn't have the self-confidence I needed to really affected the entire vibe of myself and the entire movie as well. So like I couldn't really fully enjoy the movie because I was too concerned with what other people were thinking or like what their thoughts were surrounding me individually. When in reality, who is focusing on one person in a theater that's filled with probably like 50 or 60 different people? Nobody. And that's the thing that I think with, in terms of loneliness, like the thought of being alone, you have to get that perspective out of your head and you have to get the perspective of like that people are judging you for it out of your head. Because guess what? Everybody is worried about their self at the end of the day. Like that embarrassing moment or that embarrassing you thing you have been harping on for a week, a month, however long you've been harping on it for, they are not going to remember it if it didn't involve them in any way. And I can guarantee you that. Like I just met with one of my old high school friends the other night and we were both involved in DECA, which if you guys don't know it, it's like a high school and university level business organization. It was something we were cl really close, um, closely involved in and worked together in. There was this moment that was like super embarrassing for me. And I brought it up because I still remember it like it was yesterday, just because of how it impacted and affected me. And she completely forgot about it, like to the point where she was like, no, that didn't happen. Like that didn't happen to you. I was there the entire time. That did not. Completely didn't remember it. And I will bet you probably 99.9% .9 of the people who were there did not remember it. So that's just like, the key to anything you're doing individually, you can make anything an individual activity. It's just getting out of your own mindset. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really glad you brought this up because, you know, so a lot of it is uh, like, we are our own worst enemy. You know, sometimes we get mm -hmm. too much into our head and we're thinking like, here I go. Like you said, with your uh, like movie theater situation, you walk in and like, you may be thinking like, you know, oh, that person's with this person, this person's with their family. And here I come in alone and, and you may be thinking like, wow, these people are going to be looking at me thinking like, wow, like, why is this person alone? But in reality, like you said, they, they probably are just like, when's the movie going to start? Why does this, yeah. why does this popcorn not have enough butter in it? Like, <laughs> it's just stuff like I that. I should have got those, pe those pretzels or yes. I should have got the cheese with my pretzels. Like I made a mistake. <laughs> they're so worried about themselves. I promise you, they're not worried on you. And it all ties back into everything surrounding loneliness. And that's like your own self-assessment, your own self-confidence and your own self-ability. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, like I said, it all really does stem down to, to how you view yourself and like how you, uh, like the confidence that you have in yourself as well. So that is definitely a good, like, you know, good way of looking at it because, you know, as I definitely have had the same kind of struggle. I have had those moments where, I uh, may be going to eat by myself and thinking like, you know, like table for one. Like, I just don't like the idea of, you know, like just thinking about it. And then I'm worried sometimes like, you know, oh, am I going to see somebody that I know? And then they're going to be like, you know, like you're just eating by yourself. And like, so I kind of like put it all in my head. And then I, then I think sometimes I'm going to be like, all right, well, I'm, I'm just not going to go eat no more by myself. I'm going to go eat you know, with, uh, with at least one person from now on. And so like I said, it does, it's definitely like a, a mind game. That's for sure. When it comes to 
like uh the idea of like doing an activity that could be lonely but uh like for me um sorry were you about to say something No, I was just going to add into that. Like there are other different forms you can add to like, for instance, like having ear, like AirPods in or your headphones in. So that way you're playing music that makes you comfortable, whether you're going on a walk or whatever activity you're doing or having a book. So when you're sitting there awkwardly alone at a restaurant or wherever you're at, you don't feel as awkward because it kind of takes the tension away. Well, like wow, look at that person in the corner there or wherever in the middle of the room, they're reading a book, they're making themselves more smarter or they're enjoying their passion and their night out to themselves. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely really good. Um, you know, good way of looking at that because, yeah, like I said, uh, I, it, there definitely are times where I really do appreciate loneliness, so like, especially like a peaceful hike. You know, sometimes I like going with friends, yeah. but then sometimes I'm thinking like, this is time for, for me, like to like have some like self-reflection or just simply like I want to have a, a healthy day. Like I want to like be active today. Like I want to go enjoy this beautiful weather. I want to go see a beautiful waterfall. I want to go to the top of that mountain. Like there's just, you know, that's really good. I, I enjoy um, hikes, you know, sometimes by myself. And of course, like you, I know, as you mentioned, like reading, I definitely, uh, you know, love the idea of just like reading, like really getting invested in what I'm reading, you know, in any kind of book, like so whether it's fiction, nonfiction, all that. So as I like, you know, getting away from like the real world and like almost putting myself in the book in the way, in a way, or like, or like I'm the cameraman yeah. in the book. <laughs> so it's like, I'm seeing all this, like, uh, as I'm reading, like I'm looking through it, like as if I'm like the cameraman, like filming all this. So, so I, I definitely enjoy that. And I said, just even listening to music. I said, I love that. I love dancing the music lies of da definitely dancing yeah. i'm not i don't feel like i'm the best dancer so i enjoy dancing uh to where nobody's watching but there are times where i step out of my comfort zone i know i did that in ireland a couple of times and even like the last it was moments, such a blast like everybody <laughs> enjoyed it yeah i remember like the last moment before i went like to the security and all that like I did a dance there like in the middle of the airport and I was so nervous like yeah. the whole time and and I even like had that like mind people game. joined in yes yeah, yeah. And I, I like had, random like, people walking by were hyping hyping you guys up and joining in like it was the most fun thing and that's something else I wanted to point out too is if you're ever feeling lonely and you're looking for people there is a community surrounding whatever you like or whatever you're passionate about. And it's just about you finding that community. And with social media forums, that is where you can find other people to connect with and relate to or Reddit or wherever you're like, there is so many different places online that you could look. So for instance, if you like reading, but you're constantly by yourself and you're looking for new friends, look at what book clubs there are near you. There are a ton of them, whether it's online through Zoom, whether it's in person at your local Barnes and Nobles or your smaller bookshops as well. Same thing with like, if you like going out, if you like wine tastings, beer distilleries, like wherever, whatever you like to do and you're looking to connect with other people, as long as you're finding, like you're trying to make do different things and finding a community surrounding whatever you like, you're going to make new friends.
Yes, absolutely. So yeah, there's definitely many ways that you can like uh, feel less alone. Like in that place, social media brings a good positive side to that. Like you said, as far as like joining a book club or like if you enjoy dancing, there's definitely dance classes out there that like, you can join, like dance academies. And if you enjoy music, like, I'm sure that there's plenty of you know, groups out there that like, uh, you know, just depending on your genre of music and even like movies, if you enjoy movie and you love trivia, like there's definitely trivia nights out there. So there's definitely so many ways that like you can, uh, that you can feel less lonely. So that's definitely, uh, you know, good thing to point out for sure, since, you know, especially since we brought social media into this topic. So that's a very, very good point. So, yeah, so I definitely, like, I feel like even in that moment there in Ireland, like, I even was, like, having a mind game to where I was nervous, and I was, like, you know, I had my eyeglasses on. I was, like, I'm going to take these eyeglasses off. Nicole, you hold these, because, like, if if I don't see them, because I'm, like, legally blind, so, like, if I don't <laughs> see them, they can't see me, and that, I guess I kind of put that in my head. And like I said, it just like I said, it really just boils down yeah. to uh, to like self confidence in a way. Like you know, just just do it. Like you're yeah. never gonna see these people again. Like you know, like, these people may embrace it. And like you said, that, that did happen. So like then people were like you know embracing it. People, nobody was acting you know ugly about it. Nobody was like being mean about it. So it's just more of just getting things out of your head, getting that negative you know mindset out of your head. That's for sure. 100%. So um, before we end this episode, do you have any final thoughts uh, regarding loneliness or being alone? No. Uh, well, okay. I'll add a final, final thought, I will say, is that there is a whole community, like I said before, no matter what you're passionate or interested about, a lot of times people don't know what their passion is, right? Or what they like to do trying new things and embracing new things and keeping yourself so open and approachable. When you walk into a room, just smile and like be in a direct area of where the entrance is to the room is. And I promise you, if you're smiling and standing like by the door or right off from the bar or wherever you're at, somebody is going to be like, they're going to enter the room the same way. They're going to look around so frightened and so nervous because they don't know too many people there either. And they're going to look for a source or a point of contact and you're going to be right there. Like just constantly putting yourself out there and recognizing the value you have to offer of being a friend to somebody and then surrounding yourself with the right people. You guys are going to succeed and loneliness will always be there, but it's up to you to make sure you're filling that void. Oh, absolutely. I love that final thought because I said it does boil down to, it just all all boils down to like yourself, like how you're going to react to the situation, how you're going to start off the situation. Like you said, come into a room smiling, like, you know, and also just having that self-confidence in yourself and really believing Mm -hmm. in yourself. So that is definitely a good takeaway from this. And um, for me to like add a final thought, like I, I wanted to point out that I know that like, I know Caitlin's not on here, but like all three of us are younger, like, you know, we're, you know, still looking for, you know, like, you know, well, we may want to be independent because not everybody wants to be married, but then at the same time, we may be uh, desiring to have a spouse and all that. But, but I guess I was just thinking like how we're all young, 
but at the same time, like loneliness definitely affects people of all ages and stages. So like I said, there's definitely people that are going through different things. You know, you somebody may be watching this video. You may be uh, older. You may be like living in a nursing home. You may feel very lonely in that aspect. Um, you may be like a teenager, you know, like, like we've talked about going through middle school or even high school and feeling very lonely in that sense of so maybe not having uh, friends or having a circle, like a circle of friends that like you trust and like you feel like you can depend on. And then, so like I said, really it comes in every, you know, every age and stage or even like, like a woman that may be middle-aged, she may be married to somebody for 20 years and all of a sudden her husband comes in and tells her that he doesn't love her anymore. He found somebody else, leaves you, and then like you are left alone with three children. So Liza, there's definitely different aspects of it. But um, but like the reason why I kind of brought those things up is because uh, like no matter what the situation is, like truly you are never alone because there is definitely a lot of people out there that are going through the same exact things. There may be, uh, so yeah, there's definitely many ways for people to express that, like I said, through social media. And there's definitely, definitely different ways that you can build community through social media. So, you know, I was just thinking about that. So like really, um, as we will always have that since um, there will always be those struggles of like feeling lonely. But at the same time, like really deep down, we're not alone in this. It's just at the moment we feel alone because we don't think that somebody else may be going through the same thing. So it just all it's all about like so how how we can react to uh, to whatever situation that may make us feel lonely. And uh, like I said, start it starts with us. It starts with like you said, a smile. It starts with us being the friendly one. And it starts with us wanting to build community. So I just wanted to point that out. So That's a really good point. And no matter what stage you are in your life, it's always okay to start over. If you have friends, if you have a significant other, whoever you have, if they're not providing the support you need or what your needs are individually, that is okay. I remember people being in their fourth year of university and continuing to graduate with a degree in a field they're not passionate for because they're too too scared to change their mind or go into a field that they actually love or want to be involved in. Don't be that person. Go after what you want because only you and yourself know what you need in order for you to be happy in this world. Absolutely. So yeah, that is a very good way to end this topic because yeah, like I said, it's, uh, like I said, it just, it all starts with us. And like I said, it's never too late. Like you said, to start over, like I said, there will be times where we may, had to start over and like we just had to embrace it and and definitely like I said as far as uh, like going through college like I said if, if you aren't confident or if you don't feel good about the major that you're in I don't care if you're about to graduate like the end of the semester if, if you want to change it up you change it up because this is your life that you were going after and and you definitely gotta you know go after something that you love you don't want to uh, just go after a job, job just because it makes good money, or just because it, uh, because your your parent may have gone through the same major. So you just definitely got to uh, believe in yourself. So that is definitely a good way to end this topic. Um, I definitely want to thank both Deanna and Caitlin for being involved. 
for this episode. I know that we had some technical difficulties and I know that kind of made it to where uh, Caitlin was not able to continue, but we will be seeing Caitlin in future uh, podcast episodes as well as Deanna. And we actually, the three of us will be on a topic later down the road about confrontation. So definitely be on the lookout for that. So if you're watching this and if you enjoyed watching this video, um, definitely you can subscribe to my YouTube channel, uh, Not Your Average Joel, and uh, you can hit the like button. Or if you're watching this from Facebook, um, unless I definitely would appreciate that as well. A lot, a good like. And, uh, and also I have an Instagram page, uh, Not Your Average Joel podcast. So if you want to follow there, I post like reels and like uh, maybe a funny moment from the podcast episode. So I definitely like, would appreciate the support. So um, anyway, Lisa, I want to thank everybody for watching and I will hear from you later. Goodbye. Thank you, everybody. That took the time to listen to this episode of Not Your Average Joel. Your support means so much to me, whether you were listening to this episode from Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify, as well as my YouTube channel. If you want to see some behind-the-scenes standout moments and funny moments from my episodes, please go to my Instagram page at Not Your Average Joel Podcast. I also have a TikTok account where I post clips from my episodes as well at Not Your Average Joel Podcast. If you are watching this episode from YouTube, please be sure to give me a thumbs up. And if you want to see more of my upcoming episodes, then please subscribe to my channel and turn on the bell notifications so that you will be notified whenever a new episode comes out. Once again, I appreciate all your support, and I look forward to sharing more about these topics with you on the next episode of Not Your Average Jaw. Goodbye. <laughs>